Welcome to How to Feel Better with me, Ruth Kudzi. How you feel better is an inside job, and we're going to be delving into ways that you can enhance the way that you feel about yourself and lead a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm Ruth Kudzi, a master certified coach, best selling author, and coach trainer, and I'm delighted to have you here. The subject of well-being is obviously something that is really, really dear to me. But equally, it's about having these honest conversations. When everything's going well, it's very easy to prioritize our own well-being. But when we are, when we have adversity, when maybe we have challenges, it's about recognizing that we're able to come back to us and that wherever we are we can actually feel better. So I am really delighted about this conversation that I'm having with Sam today, because Sam is somebody who is very upfront, very honest, and shares actually her own well-being journey, but also the things that we can do, which will make us feel better in that moment. It's full of some valuable tips and advice so you can take them forward. I'm really delighted to kick off the next round of how to feel better. And I've got the real life coach and breathwork teacher, Sam Adams, who is our very first guest. And we're going to be having a very honest discussion about feeling better, things that we can do, but also recognizing that it's not always a bed of roses and I think that that's really important because it can be so easy to listen to these conversations and think this person has got it nailed so we're going to be infusing obviously it's a real life coach some real stuff in here too so Sam would you like to tell people a little bit about you and what brought you to where you are today yeah thank you for having me Ruth like first guest I feel very honored (laughs) yeah I am known as the real life coach uh breathwork teacher Um, my friend gave me the name the real life coach because she said you just keep it real and raw and honest and uh she just came up with that tagline so it's kind of stuck really what brought me to this point of being a life coach and a breathwork teacher Mm. is that kind of yeah I've been in property for like over 20 years and I was teaching strategies and then I started mentoring people one-to-one. Mm. But what I discovered was that I absolutely just loved the personal development side of all of that and helping people grow personally in order to build a better business and be better at business. I'm not a teacher. I know you've got a teaching background. Yeah. I'm not a teacher. I'm not one for study oh and teaching God. things. But, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a great motivator and inspirer. And that was the bit like, I'm here, I'm cheering you on. Let's get some insights. Let's go you know, behind what's going on for you in order to bring out the best in you in business so so I I sort of had this idea that I really wanted to be a a life coach but I just never felt like I was good enough I came out of school with very little qualifications had a street education um, but I I just thought I don't want to study I can't do this all of that stuff and then a friend of mine who was also in property he was a coach and I had a conversation with him and it kind of really sparked me and encouraged me to think actually do you know what I can do this and so I started to do it very cheaply, lots for nothing to begin with. And that's so that's how I got into coaching. That was eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. And then the breath work came about because 
I was having a really tough time in 2019 uh, with a lot of loss, my marriage. I got divorced. My dad died, excuse me, and my dog died all in nine months of each other. Oh and I had a lot of, you know what it's like, the inner chatter. I thought I should be able to cope with this. I'm a coach. Like I get a yeah, lot of self-loathing. I should be all invincible. Of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't. And nothing I did worked. I still felt very low, very miserable. And there's this, I don't, there's this phrase in psychology and I can't remember what it is. But it's like where we can deal with one sort of heavy loss or trauma or, or grief. Two, we start, the legs start to wobble. Three, you're really going to, you know, the, the legs might give way. And I think that's what happened to me. Three things just really compounded on top of each other. And I, I needed something different. I knew I needed something different. I didn't know what it was. I'd had therapy, talking therapy, all of the things. And then breath work just kept coming in. I don't know how. And I just thought, let me just see what this is about. And I found this guy, his name's John Paul Crimmy. He He's a teacher for a lot of celebrities in LA. He's now moved, but he's done a lot of work with celebrities. And then he was doing these first training courses. So I trained with him around conscious connected breath work. But initially I just did his program, which was called Five Day Emotional Detox. I thought, right, let me just try and get rid of some of this yeah. crap. And it had such a profound effect on me that then I thought I need to train in this stuff because I can use it in my work. So that's how I became a breathwork teacher. And we're going to talk a bit about breathwork because there might be people who are listening here and they're like, okay, I get it's about breathing. But yeah. what is it? If you were going to, if you were going to do your like marketing spiel about <laughs> breathwork, what would you say? Oh my God, I don't even know. I'm a terrible marketer. I think the thing with the, <laughs> with breath, I am, the thing with, I just want to do my shit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, coaching. Yeah. I don't want to sell myself. I just want to do it. Um, the thing with breathwork is like fitness. If you said fitness, there is a thousand and one ways that yeah. fitness can apply, right? And it's the same with breath work. There is so many modalities of breath work. You know, breath work goes back thousands of years to India. And you could, you know, if you Googled it, you'd like I said, you can get so, and there's so many in from yoga, but I just trained in conscious connected breath work. And then since then, I've gone on to study a little bit more about the breath and the power of the breath. Like I say, I've coined my new phrase, which is air is my drug. It's the high, you get high off your own supply because it can have <laughs> this. I um, think we had that when we were younger, didn't we? Yeah, but we, <laughs> we tried to use something else. And actually now I can get high off my own air and yeah. I help people do that. It's like this incredible, with conscious connected breath, what you can alter your states of consciousness. So mm. it helps you let down all the barriers, all the walls that we hold up in our daily life, all the suppression that we're, we're dealing with every day. When you go deep into breath work that I guide people through, it really, all those barriers come down, all the walls come down. It, it's an experiential thing. You really have to experience it to quite believe it. Even I did, you know, when I was doing it, it was like, this is weird. Like, this is really freaking weird. Like, why am I feeling like this? And then I just ended up like crying, <laughs> just crying and crying and crying and, and having this massive release over five days and writing and writing and writing, writing about my grief and my loss. So it's a really experiential thing. There are many types of breath work and I just do one type, but I also share a lot of the, the more common techniques of breath work to help us manage anxiety and overwhelm and uh, when we feel a little bit stuck. And I, I'm massively into my meditation now. I always say I'm a bit of a part-time Buddhist. I go to the Buddhist center once a week to do an hour's meditation. I so I bring all of that in and I, and I share all of that and a little bit of a mix up. 
And I think one of the things here that you touched on there is anxiety. And Mm. I know that if I was to, if I was to say like one of the things I've had with me, and I've managed to put it down, but it's still there at times, it is that anxiety and those feelings of anxiety and being a woman of a certain age, it definitely has come back over the last couple of years. Right. I think a lot of people struggle with anxious thoughts. And I think a lot of people actually struggle with labeling it anxiety as well, because it feels like you're often medicalizing it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm that person, Ruth, by the way, I hate using the word anxiety. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, do, it does feel like you're medicalizing it. Yeah. And I think that therefore some people really shy away from actually talking about those things, which I mean, what, what, what language would you use those feelings? I had some of those feelings yesterday, actually yeah. coming up about something. And I don't, I don't like to use the word anxiety mm. because it's, it's like, you know, look, you know what happens, these new things come around and, and then the word gets you overused and you start to want to resist it a bit like the word journey. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm still looking for a different word for that. (laughs) Me too. Anyone knows a different word for journey? We really want. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. When I spoke to Fern on Tuesday, we had the same conversation. It's like we need, like, we need a different word. (laughs) We need a different word. We haven't got one. Um, So anxiety is. I I I generally just say these uncomfortable feelings because I just Mm. don't know what to use for it. And I had some uncomfortable feelings yesterday. Um, I, I think the reason I don't want to use the word anxiety is it just feels too extreme for me because I'm not paralyzed by it. And I guess I know some people have crippling anxiety and I'm not. It's just this knot in my stomach and sometimes in the center of my chest. And I just I just call it very uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. And I think this is the thing, isn't it? That actually part of the reason I wanted to get you on was to talk about the fact that we all have uncomfortable feelings. Mm. And I know, you know not everyone who's listening to this is the coach, but I know that when we're in those helping professions, we're coaches, we're breathwork instructors, we're yoga teachers, we're whatever it may be, you know, it we can be even harder on ourselves for having those feelings because for some reason we think because we've got knowledge and we know and we can help others we're going to be immune and I've talked about those uncomfortable feelings in the past and I've had I've been had lots and lots of people inboxing me telling me you never need to feel them and I I don't believe that Mm. I'd love to know your opinion I think, you know, years ago, I definitely would have said that, like, you know, push all of that away. I grew up from a, an environment where that was very much how how we did that. And you're to go back to your first point about as healers and, you know, people in the service industry where we do a lot of coaching, a lot of healing, a lot of mentoring. We do think we should have all our ducks in a row and that we should be able to handle this stuff. It's such a completely false narrative. You know, I did that for myself back in 2019 when I had a lot of loss. And I really had a lot of self-loathing going on and a lot of negative chatter in my brain that why could I not cope with all of this that Mm. was happening for me? And I felt very inadequate, which again, like I said, helped, but breathwork really helped with that. And like I say, it doesn't matter if you're a coach, a yogi, a breathwork teacher, or what, it doesn't matter who you are. And that's one thing I've learned through coaching. You know, I used to think I can only coach certain, certain people. I believe I can coach anyone. And the reason I believe I can coach anyone just like you can, Ruth, is because we're all human beings and we all get stuck in our own thinking. We just all get stuck. doesn't matter how great you are, a great a coach you are, a healer you are, we all get stuck. 
And sometimes those uncomfortable feelings, yeah, they come up for us as well. Um, we need someone to help us through that, to help us figure it out, to see the things that, you know, when your brain is scrambled mm. and you forget to take the off button, to step back, to meditate, do what it is, you need somebody to help you to go, because you don't think clearly in those moments. You need somebody to go hold up a mirror and help you just see behind it and to guide you a little bit. And we, we just can't sometimes just can't do that for ourselves. It doesn't matter who we are with the best intentions in the world. Yeah, I completely agree. I think there's like this, in a way, feeling better, we feel like that feel is, is a key part. Yeah. And we don't always feel amazing. We don't always feel brilliant. Sometimes we feel things that are really hard or uncomfortable. And if we are suppressing stuff, I remember when I was doing like loads of energy coach work mm. and a lot of that was about suppressed emotions because suppressed emotions, these don't serve us. You know, we suppress things all the time, don't we? Yeah. And, you know, to come back to that point about feeling like, obviously, you know, I grew up 70s and 80s and it was all push it away, suppress it down. And I didn't, you know, I, I had a lot, I was abused as a child. I had a lot of issues, identity issues around my sexuality, being black and living in a white community and all of that stuff. I suppressed a heck of a lot and therapy definitely helped with that. But as I've learned over the years and in more recent years, I have to feel the feels. You have to feel the feels until you no longer feel it, right? Yeah. It's like, that's how it has to be. And sometimes that is very difficult to sit within that. You know, even me knowing that's what I need to do, I don't freaking want to do it sometimes, but I know that I have to do it because it's like Donna Lancaster. I don't know if you know Donna Lancaster. Yeah, I she, do. Yeah, like she shares a story about the buffalo. You know, like the animals or when the storm comes, all the wild animals turn and run away from the storm and the storm's still chasing you and you're yeah. running and running, but the buffalo stops and turns around and runs towards the storm. It leans in. And it gets to the core and it gets through and out the other side. We need to be like Donna would say, more buffalo. We need to lean in. It's difficult for a time, but it's a much shorter time than continually being chased and running away from our emotions and our feelings. That's what I do. It's really uncomfortable, but I do it. And the other day, you know, I said um, I had some uncomfortable feelings the other day. Again, your my your initial reaction is to fight it because that's what I yeah. that's what I, my learned behavior. Right, I'm conditioned. And I was really fighting it. And then I went and parked my car, went to actually went to my Buddhist meditation and I had to park in a different area than I normally do. And there's one of these Samaritan signs as I was walking back to my car on the back of the train station cabin thing. And it said, it's OK not to be OK. And it's signed Sam for Samaritans. Yeah, it's obviously my name is Sam. And I was like, oh, my God. So I took a photo of it <laughs> in my car. Drove drove out and I was coming down the ramp. And as I turned to come around the ramp, smack bang in the front of me was another sign saying, it's okay not to be okay, Sam. And I thought, oh my God, like, thank you, universe. Yes, I've got to lean in. Like, I've got to lean into this. Stop fighting it. That's what we have to do. It's it's uncomfortable. There's pe people that can help us with that. But it's yeah. absolutely the quickest way through. And there's another saying that, you know, like if you're the animal, wild animal running away from the storm and whatever's chasing you, your demons, your uncomfortable feelings, your anxiety, we can often be really, really hard on ourselves. And I think maybe this is a Donna Lancaster saying as well. I don't know. But harsh words never healed anybody. And so remember that when you're being hard on yourself. I love that one as well. 
And it's this whole like leaning into those uncomfortable feelings. I think that we have now created a society where we have so many distractions. So rather than feel, and there is no judgment here because I've been there, Mm. rather than feel these really uncomfortable feelings, I'm going to have a glass of wine or I'm going to go on social media. We have all of these things really, which are mechanisms and they kind of, you know, they're linked to dopamine as well. So we're going Absolutely. like, we'll get our dopamine hit and that will make us feel better. And it yeah. will in the short term, Very having that glass of wine, having that going on social media, even like having sex to avoid feet, like to Everything, avoid yeah. conversation. That's also going to give you the dopamine. I'm definitely not saying don't do any of these things, by the way. <laughs> um, like they're all, they're all good. But it's, it's sometimes we're thinking about why are we doing something like what are we avoiding by doing this thing and often we're avoiding what we actually need to face so we need to be that buffalo don't we yeah we're avoiding the feeling right and we 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 have more distractions than we've ever had and they're avoidance techniques that's all they are they're just avoidance you're avoiding life you're avoiding engaging you're avoiding you're avoiding boredom like nobody knows how to be bored these days it's like we just have a distraction most people and I've learned this through meditation and breath work do not want to get still and alone and quiet. They can't do it. It's too freaking uncomfortable. But it's exactly the thing that you need to do because you're the best solution for you. All the wisdom is already within you. But if you don't get quiet, if you don't stop distracting yourself, you're never going to find it. So question, if somebody is listening to this and they're like, look, I've been hearing about this stillness and this meditation and this feet and that in itself, I know it's going to help me, but but making that first step seems really hard. Mm. What would you suggest? Yeah, you know, for me, I, I was always a bit like, I can't meditate. I've got t- too much going on up here. It's not going to work for me. Um, but I also had this side of me, you know, there's a paradox for everything, isn't there? Like, I didn't want to do it, but I wanted to do it because it seemed yeah. like it's a really good thing. And so I had a friend who was, uh, I didn't know she was a meditation teacher, actually. I didn't know she was trained in it. And she still let me come and do some meditation for your community. And I thought, why not? She's great. You know, I love her. And she came and she, but she did it to music. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Like, I really like music. Yeah, I like music. And it was just like, she was talking, but there was some really nice music in the background. You know, you just think, I had this very narrow view of meditation, just sitting yeah. there cross-legged with my fingers touching and, you know, in my caftan. <laughs> so I don't want to wear a caftan. I'm I can't not do that. it because I'm not wearing a caftan. And my hips don't let me cross-leg either, Ruth. So it's like, <laughs> it's not for me. Um, not for me. So that was the first thing. So then where's the first place to go? I would say find some guided meditation is the first place to go because sitting and just being still and there is just, a, you know, a sitting doing nothing kind of meditation it takes a lot even the even the bodhisattvas and people like that to get to that position is incredibly difficult so even just to focus on your breath is it can be quite difficult you know our minds Mm. wander off but that's actually a good thing because we're training the mind every time we notice that the mind's wandered off so i would say just find some short little breathwork meditations that are guided and just do you have any on your website i have some on my youtube which Amazing. I'm about so we'll, to... We'll put the link in there. Yeah. Go to yeah. Sam's. They're only like six or seven sense. minutes long. Like I have some for dealing with difficult thoughts, living with intention, bringing more joy into your life and all of these things, uh, grief, loss, everything. They're all on there, but I will 
I need to get them on my website. But I think that's it. Go and just try a little, just a short little guided yeah. breathwork meditation. Breath is the easiest thing to focus on. You know, that's what meditation is. It's that pinpoint. If you think about an, a triangle, upside down triangle, at the top of that triangle, it's like a top of a funnel. There's lots of space. There's lots of room. Well, that's us currently. Lots of thoughts, lots of distractions. Breath work and meditation is the point at the bottom where we're just focusing on one tiny point. And quite often that is our breath. And that's the easiest thing to drop into because it's our energy life force. It's yeah. the thing that's keeping you going. You can't survive without food for, you can survive without food, sorry, for about 40 days. You can survive without water for about three days, but you can only survive without air for three minutes. Yeah. So why do we think, why do we always focus on food? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We always got, oh, that's a whole different, we need, we need breath. So meditation is really a game changer. And and you'll I'm sure you'll love this and appreciate this because one of the core areas of any personal development is awareness self-awareness yeah. and one of the th greatest benefits and byproducts of self-awareness uh, of meditation and breath work is self-awareness it's mm. this awareness that it gives you of self but if you never get quiet if you never get still if you never take a few minutes out of your day to check in with yourself then you are doing yourself a very big disservice and meditation will massively help you with that. And I always say it's better to do three minutes in the morning, maybe just sitting, focusing on your breath or doing a little guided meditation, doing that consistently, creating yourself a habit five days out of seven or whatever, than rocking along once a month to an hour long meditation. A few minutes a day is way better than once a month for an hour. And that is speaking my language. I talk about that in the book as well. Oh, well, we got. Yeah, to that, that is a, like because we we sometimes we create these crazy expectations for ourselves, and then we can't deliver on them, or, or we say like we're going to do an hour every day, and we've never done it. One of my clients said to me recently, she she did two minutes three times a day for 12 weeks and then she got up to being able to do five minutes and I'm like mm. this is this is about change because over time it's that compound effect but that kind of all or nothing an hour or nothing yeah it's not helpful it won't help you and I mean I said won't help you maybe it will help you in the moment but I, and it's the same I've re recently had a same thing a client and she had a lot of stuff going on she's changed mm. from a very big corporate career to working in charity really struggling and I said, let's just get some meditation into your daily life. And so she did three minutes. I said, just do three minutes, bookend your day, three minutes every day, yeah. do it for seven days and let me know how you feel. And she's like, oh my God, it's changed my life. And she's carrying on. She's just like, it's just, it doesn't take much. And this, this is often the thing with coaching, I think. It, we don't have to overcomplicate it. You can, it's like yeah. self-coaching, which I know the book is a lot about that. And it's yeah, like how it, it, we help ourselves help yourself with the, it's back to basics it's really simple things sometimes that can have some of the biggest differences to you wow I've loved this conversation we're obviously gonna link up to your YouTube channel so people can get involved in your meditations and give yeah, us feedback please. on those too just before I leave you to uh to enjoy the rest of your day where else can people find you online uh, just go to my Instagram uh, which is Sam Adams coach um, I also have a breath work channel on there but it doesn't matter it all gets linked into sam adams coach just go there go to my website sam-adams.com um, and all my stuff is on there as well and we've got all of that in the show notes sam oh, you've yeah. been incredible i'm gonna go and listen to some of your breathwork things today oh, as well thank you. i haven't i don't know why i haven't yeah. and i'm definitely booking in for a session soon too oh yeah you need to come to a breathwork class please yeah. come. it'll be absolutely delightful to have you but i did one last night it was just 
it just you know when you just feel utterly privileged yeah. to do what you do like you get that real I absolutely love what I do and every time I deliver breath work it never fails to make me feel amazing because people have such profound you know they get such profound effects from it and feelings from it and this woman said to me at the end she came on she looked really ruffled and disgruntled and couldn't settle and then she settled into it and at the end she was like she was glowing and she said to me my whole body just feels alive and it was just wonderful that you get to help people and do that for people like I just bloody that love is, it that's what it's all about that is absolutely. feeling better absolutely Sam, thank you so much thank you Ruth I will catch up with you very soon thank you darling I hope that you have got some nuggets from Sam's experience. It is so powerful to recognize that well-being is a journey for all of us. And if we are at our lowest points, we do have those resources to bring ourselves back. I hope that you allow yourself to feel better and to recognize that this is an ongoing journey. I hope that you've got some practical things that you can take away so that you can feel better. If you have enjoyed this episode or if you've got any feedback at all for me, hop on over to Insta, find me at Ruth Kidsey and drop me a message. I will be delighted to talk to you. Take care.